Hey, Screw Crew. CJ and I obviously hope that everyone enjoys every single bit of this episode, but we decided that it would be best if we prefaced the episode with a trigger warning because of some of the content, uh, which is a bit darker towards the middle, maybe more towards the end of this episode, we discuss the topic of suicide. Um, We discuss it in depth, and uh, we thought that it'd be important that we add this to the beginning of our episode, a little introduction here to give our listeners an opportunity to do what's best for them. Thanks so much. Hello, and welcome to Screw Up the Podcast. It's the podcast where we screw up, fail forward, and take the relation shit out of our relationships. Keep your friends close and your frenemas closer. <laughs> I'm CJ. And I'm Emma. I, uh, that one was, that was a wild one. It required a lot of enunciation to make sure that the jokes got through. And I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, we're comedy writers, um, (laughs) not comedy pronouncers. Yeah, yeah. I'm a comedy announcer. I announce before I make a joke. I'm about to make a joke. Please laugh. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> I'm the town crier, and by that I mean I sit in the middle of the town square and I cry. <laughs> Me too. I don't know where the square is, but I'm crying. Yeah, um, it's I. Well, I create. I. It's sort of wherever I, I take it with me. It's just like a bunch of broken hula hoops that I've made into like a pentagon, or a what? What? I don't mean pentagon. I mean <laughs> pentacle. A pentacle. Pentacle. You know what a pentacle? Uh, like a the um, uh, demon demon uh, oh, symbol. Oh, pentagram. What do I? <laughs> <laughs> I said three wrong words or two wrong words. No. Oh. Wait, what's a pentacle? I think it's like, I think it's the devil's penis. Is it must be <laughs> like a tentacle, a pentagram, <laughs> tentacle. His dick and his pentacles? Yes. How long? I think we've been <laughs> podcasting for what? It's been, what, one one minute, two minutes, and we've already... Talked about the demon's the, penis? The devil's penis, yes. I will say, Hulu Pentacle is a really dope name for, like, a ska band or something. Yes. Hula Hoop Pentagram. Yes. Can I be the lead singer of that ska band going... <laughs> for most of it? She's gonna like crinkle up some construction paper into a yes. into the a mic. Of ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> RMSA. Oh my. RMSA. It's gonna be messy for sure. <laughs> that I wonder. Do you think that's a thing? Like the people who are like, I really love listening to super obnoxious noises on repeat. Do you think that's a thing? They well, should come to my apartment. We have a whole podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I literally don't like most of the ASMR noises, though. I feel like they're like nails on a chalkboard to me. Most of them, people get on there and be like, now I'm going to eat an entire Subway sandwich and a whole bowl of ramen noodles. Well, you're watching. Why are you watching those? That seems people liked. I thought everybody was watching these people eating videos. And and I was like, well, let me give them a shot. And then I tried some of them and I, I found that there's few things that I like less than watching someone eat really yeah it doesn't bother me it doesn't make me unhappy well some people um not to name names uh some people kind of when they're eating something real good they kind of give like a little dance 
And that I love, that brings me a lot of joy. I was gonna say, I feel you learn uh, an interesting, not a lot, but an interesting amount of information from watching people eat and their body language when they eat. So I think it's fascinating. But yeah, I, I don't I think- You wag my tail. You wag your right? tail. Yeah. I, I bark. I just bark. <laughs> Woof, that's good. Yeah. I shit in the rug. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, there are, <laughs> yeah. was it me? You'll never know, but I'm going to hide from you behind this couch. Um, yeah, I think there are plenty of a ASMR videos that have very little to do with food, but some of them are more of like, I've seen, there's a good one from Bon Appetit where they do a lot of like cooking sounds. So they, they'll like peel like a grapefruit or like juice like a grapefruit or like fuck a grapefruit. I'm just kidding that part. <laughs> that was implied. That was implied. Cause I was like, how did you get all that juice out of it? Without... I, how did I not see that coming? Right into that grapefruit. That's <laughs> great. Ah. Where it was going. I missed it. Oh. The whole one through the other side, so it hit the camera, but yeah. Oh, it was that's gotta be dangerous. You can't be using such a citrus fruit for such things. I don't think that you should fuck a grapefruit. It no, sounds like a bad fruit to fuck. There are better. Right. Got them, There's a right? million better fruits. A very, very ripe mango, perchance. Mm, no, mangoes have really uh, thick cores. So oh, unless yeah, that you were to do it's gonna be too big. You're gonna slam it right Yeah, in yeah. Yeah, you're gonna slam right it. It's gonna be like. I'm well. You have to heat up a watermelon. Let me put it that Major way. <laughs> Watermelon's gonna be too cold. <laughs> you gotta just yeah yeah. I I literally was was it called the mango pit nature's hymen. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like you and I. There's no difference between food and genitals anymore. I mean, I get confused myself all the time. Yeah, I mean, I just I, you know. It, you can only leave strawberries in your lap for so many times and just be like, are those my testicles? Or, is that or are they strawberries? They taste vastly different. So that usually helps yes. me distinguish. Um, if you could believe it, we're going to actually talk about friendship today. Oh, I thought I was doing so well avoiding it, <laughs> avoiding friendship. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. I know what you're Lone wolf. Oh my goodness, I'm really not wearing sleeves this week. <laughs> she said, she said continuity today. She said continuity. Continuity, more like. Oh, continuity. I'm, uh, yeah, let, let me put this into context. I, <laughs> lone wolf, lone wolves don't wear sleeves. Lone wolves are too good for sleeves. And I'm also not wearing sleeves, to be clear. And I also said, although that's mostly just so I can take my little furry friend here and um, use him to wick away some of my armpit sweat. You know, I was curious about that. I was curious up, about which of our pits is is the longest of hair. Because I, I, I think, well, the thing is, is yours are darker. Mine's blonde, so it's hard to see. You have got to be kidding me. Will you look at my armpit right now? <laughs> I wish our listeners could see his armpit because I don't so want to have to tell you <laughs> that it's yeah. very hairy. A bucket of worms. Oh, <laughs> a bucket of worms. <laughs> He's a bucket of worms. <laughs> what else? It's probably the least. You know when they say that you really should describe yourself in a loving way? A bucket of worms? Probably what? not. 
Well, kind, let, how about, kind of let, let me put it this way. You're a bucket of worms and your body, I'm sure, have been used for baiting. <laughs> <laughs> but Some would say I'm a master baiter. <laughs> you're the best at it. Okay, how about this? It's burnt vermicelli that's been cooked. That's better. Sort of? Um, maybe like an angel hair would be more pleasant, but less accurate. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, we're going for accuracy here, not kindness. Right. I've never if been, you want kindness, you, ASMR podcasts. Yeah, I, I want to be right, not nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you were saying a Southern phrase when you said that. I thought you'd be like, I'm going to be right mean <laughs> or something. Gonna, oh, be right, not what, nice. <laughs> I, it, I think the Southern phrase is that I'm going to be not both nice and mean at the same time. Yes. And in, yes. in the South for women, I think that's just being uh, nice. Going to church. That's what they call it. Being nice is when you're nice and mean at the same time. That's what they, that's what they call showing up at the potluck. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So today, uh, uh, Emma is really good at avoiding the fact that she's going to have to talk about this. So I'm just going to keep circling back right around here and say, Emma. I don't remember either. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Emma. Uh, I believe as they say, uh, the witch's brew hath bubbleth over and it is time to bottle the potion and sell it to the Vikers. No one said that. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure where I got any of that from. But. Yes, talk. this potion is potent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potionables. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm gonna try not to preface this too much because I'm gonna wanna take um, I wanna take a lot of care in okay. this topic because I think last week I said I don't want to do anyone's dishes, but of course I meant air anyone's dirty laundry. I love that though. I I don't want to mop anybody's floor. That's right. I'm I don't want to dust anybody's yeah. you know material cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> um so Growing up, uh, homeschooled and all of this, I didn't really have a lot of strong friendships until I did. And I met a girl when I was like 11 and she and I became pretty fast friends and her sister as well. The three of us were like the three amigos for a, a long time. And I will always like cherish our memories and the things that we did growing up I would not replace a single of those days that we spent together it was just playing in the mud and jumping on the trampoline and swinging from swings and throwing apples at cars on the <laughs> and um, I don't know we got into some shenanigans apples <laughs> at cars you had all these onions and you were throwing apples at cars yes well the, the apples only made me cry when I threw them at drivers cry from laughing Exactly. <laughs> that one went off the road. <laughs> I'm the town crier in the sense that I throw apples at cars until yes. I cry laughing. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that callback. Okay. Oh, the girl who cried onion. Um, <laughs> it couldn't have been me. I only got onions. <laughs> you must have. It must have been the girl selling apples down the Hawaii. <laughs> the girl who cried onion. I don't know why, but that sounds so. It sounds like sad. Like it would be. It's almost like um girl. It's like girl interrupted. Oh, like onions. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're not familiar with girl interrupted, read the book. Watch the movie. Both very. Yeah. Good. 
Yeah. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> not funny, but that joke. Yes. So, so we spent so much of our, like all my teenage years were spent with these uh, two girls and we just had such a great time. I don't, I don't regret any of it. I don't take any of it. I don't, wouldn't take any back, but if I could, um, having said that those were some formidable years that was like 11 through God, like 25, 24. So it's like the changing that happens between those years psychologically is like, I feel like comparative to the changes that you see between birth and 11 years old, you know, mm-hmm. that you see physically there. It's like, you're, emotionally changing and developing and psychologically changing and developing so fast in that decade and and we just grew apart and I think it was just something that neither of us ever ever acknowledged and ever wanted to acknowledge uh um and I think because of that the ending felt so sudden Mm -hmm. um and I'm still, it's such a complicated topic for me because it, with the relationships like we talked about last week, they, they're so much more dramatic the more they mean to you, of course. And mm-hmm. when they mean so much to both parties, which I believe, you know, it meant so much to her too. Yeah. I think it just made ending the relationship or taking a break from the relationship seem impossible and insurmountable and I feel like when something feels impossible or insurmountable for me it gives me feelings of being trapped especially if I'm not really enjoying that thing anymore and I'm still holding on to all the expectations that that every single time we hang out we're going to be on the same page that we're going to make you know that we're going to be responsible for ourselves and what we say in you know if that makes sense at the time that I was deciding that the relationship wasn't healthy for me too, I was still heavily drinking. Mm-hmm. I was um, <clears throat> getting out of a, a a very complicated, very short, very hard relationship. And by hard, I mean, I don't know if you've had these experiences where you've met someone and you're just like in love with them. And then like three months later, you're like, they're a Nazi. And you have to run away. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I was there with you so hard. <laughs> the first part of that, I didn't, I have had that experience up until the Nazi part. You could just substitute Nazi for anything else. Uh, That's true. Yeah, it's not the person that you, the, have you ever been in a relationship? Have you ever fallen so in love with someone that you found out that you weren't the person you thought you were? Does that make sense? somewhat you learn something about yourself through falling so head over heels for someone that you're like oh that's not great well yes I feel like then yes then in during that time was that experience exactly because I fell in love with somebody and it was kind of it was basically the first time I feel like I was in love with anyone like when Mm -hmm. I really and I, I thought I'd been in love before but I when I was actually in love it was so unhealthy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like it was the best feeling, you know, like the greatest feeling in the world. And I still crave it all the time. Like I crave anything, cocaine and whiskey that I know are not good for me. But yeah. 
I feel like, and we romanticize being in love so much, but it's, it, it's problematic sometimes. Being in love is a great feeling, but for me personally, I think it caused a lot of uh, curtains to be pulled that I, I pulled myself over my own eyes a lot. Yeah. And um, honestly, uh, this friend that I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, and I'm probably confusing things because I'm, I was friends with her and friends with her sister. We were all three of us very close, but mm-hmm. through, over the years, it just made kind of sense. We were closer in age that me and the uh, younger sister are the, became really, really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some parts of it that were a little bit troubling that and i'm not putting blame on her it's not it's not my business it's not my responsibility to put any of this blame on her so when i'm talking about this situation i'm talking about the things that i feel like i could have done differently or better um okay and having said that i feel like i would put um a lot of weight on the friendship and would guilt myself about having about having other friends I almost treated it like, oh, yeah. like a romantic relationship in that way where I would feel very guilty if I were to, you know, have like a long conversation or a deep conversation with another friend, or if I would go <laughs> and hang out with another friend, I would feel very guilty about this friend, which is, which is crazy. Um, but it's how I felt for a long time. And it kind of makes a lot of sense with the codependence that I feel like I've struggled with too. Is yes. I feel very attached to certain people. And then yeah. I, and then I, do things um whether they ask of it or not whether they expect of it or not or not or whether it's even crossed their mind i do all of these extra things just to ensure that this person you know likes me keeps liking me if that makes sense and that i'm making them comfortable and happy in whatever way i can and not actually taking any care or responsibility for my own mental health or my own well-being which is incredibly selfish even though it sounds like the opposite it's very selfish not to take care of yourself with the people you love in mind. Um, it's definitely selfish. Mind is most important. Yes. It's, yeah, because they, first of all, they don't, that's the opposite of what they want for you. And second of all, it opens the door up to becoming a martyr for situations as well, where you're like, uh, I can't take care of myself because of blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, no, they actually never put any of this. You put that onus on yourself. So yeah, it is a very, um, very twisted unhealthy uh thought process that i'm also very familiar with <laughs> Yay! Yeah. i'm so glad we're so much better now right cj right i think all the things you think and i agree with everything you say <laughs> um, yeah well i mean i would say yeah that at, at the very least like part of the you know even the fact that we're able to like talk about this kind of stuff shows that there has been there are people that go through this spirally maelstrom for their entire life having no idea that it's even happening and at least we can you know at least we know the forecast right i'm proud of our acknowledgement and our like self-awareness now because i feel like it's the like the first thing the first step that's going to help us you know get to the behavior that we want i'm not even saying change the behavior but like no it's not even about okay so like because now i'm obsessed with the idea of thinking of you know your thoughts is like weather uh yeah that's fun i know right so if you know the forecast it's like sometimes you need to take an umbrella Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can you know run naked through the street yes yes 
And also, and I don't want to pull away from your analogy because I like this. I like this weather analogy. Um, but recently I heard somebody uh, say basically that we're not going to be who we, like we're not going to be our ideal self all no. the time. And if we are a small bit of the time, you know, like if once a week or a couple times a week, we are who we want to be, that's great. Yes. Like, you know, just because we wake up in a bad mood or we fuck something up throughout the day or if we're just mean to somebody or you know it's like we're not we're not ever going to be perfect and and I think in friendships it's important because I have tried to like perform for my friends a lot too and I've taken that role on and be like well the only reason that you would want me here specifically is so that I can entertain you in some way because I don't feel like uh I have a lot of currency in relationships yes um, and I feel like my, uh, you know, desperate need to make everyone comfortable and, and uh, entertained is what is why people would have me around. But At the now, expense of my own comfort. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because most of the time I enjoy it. It's, it's what my job is. Yeah. It's also extremely exhausting. As much as I yes. enjoy something doesn't mean it's not going to take so much out of me by the end of the day. And once you give and give and give if that friend is still there, just still expecting more, uh, it's- Well, it's, and that's the thing is like, no one asked for it and right. no, and- No one's expecting it really. No, I, I, I found that being more upfront with your feelings with like friends or really anyone is always better than being like, no, I need to make sure that everything's fine and everything's, because right. like you said, it's, it's so selfish because what ends up happening is you're doing the relationship a disservice by not being able to talk about it, even if it's hard. Yes. Some of the you talk about it. most important things that we do in our lives are going to be the hardest. So long story short, great friendship. Um, I was going through so much stuff uh, psychologically and I really it felt like wading through quicksand uh every day for a, a really long time i was experiencing tremendous amounts of depression and anxiety on a daily basis that were that were really making it hard for me to want to live anymore <laughs> um <laughs> i have to make that noise so it's not quite so depressing um yeah 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 no i, I get that yeah and it, it was actually kind of like a perfect storm of events because over the last the last couple years of of my friendship with this person i was so deeply confused about my feelings for her it felt like i was growing more attached more attracted and yet i was actually enjoying spending time with her less and less and less it was like an inverse correlation going on that made no sense to me i was like i'm in love with this person i don't want to not spend any time with this i like i don't want this person to be out of my life under any circumstance and at the same time we have entirely different viewpoints. We have different principles. We have different morals. We don't want to have conversations about the same things. Right. You know, we have different values. Like we do different things with our time. We weren't enjoying our time together anymore. Right. And it was getting so hard because neither of us knew how to address it. I mean, we were in our, in our early twenties. I mean, I still am trying to figure out 
all the time. And so what I did was I sent her a letter. I, I think I typed it. Um, and I remember going over it and over it and over it. And, and I couldn't even tell you what all was in it now. I think I told her that, you know, I had had strong feelings for her for, for a long time that mm -hmm. I was still trying to understand myself because at the time I wasn't out to anyone that I was, um, I didn't know what pansexual meant and I yeah. didn't tell anyone I was bisexual. And I think she knew, you know, she was aware, um, but she didn't feel the same. Um, and so it just felt, it felt like too much. It felt like I just needed to step away. And it, and it honestly, it felt dangerous to confront her in real life, whether it would have been or not. And I don't mean she would have attacked me. I mean, I don't think I was strong enough then to be able to handle a confrontation like that. Um, because both of us, I think it would have been so dramatic and it, and it, we didn't have, you know, like another person, we didn't have another, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a counselor yeah. through something mediator. like that. A mediator. Yeah. yeah. A mediator, which I feel like, you know, if we were to try to have any kind of friendship again, one day, that's what we would need because it, it didn't feel safe. So I just sent the letter. Um, and that felt like a safer route. And I asked that she not contact me. Um, and then I needed to figure some things out. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot going on right then. And I was trying to figure out if I was ending the relationship because I was unhappy, if I was ending the relationship because the unrequited love situation, if I was ending the relationship because I was having a lot of suicidal ideation and I was kind of trying to cut off a lot of relationships at that time, just kind of on the off chance, I might right. off my chances or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, so I was kind of trying to cut a lot of people out of my life around that same time because I didn't really trust myself to stick around for them. And, and I, I, this is a strong opinion and it's, and I don't wish anyone else to share it with me by any means, but I do find suicide to be one of the most selfish options. And I yeah. also find it very enticing. I mean, not anymore. I don't, I don't, have suicidal thoughts or ideations uh you know maybe once in a blue moon now but for a good year and then very seriously for a good six months um uh and that made it really hard to develop any relationships in that time because it felt so cruel in a way to be trying to develop positive relationships with people not really being confident that I was going to be there for them the next yeah. year. Sorry, this is really dark, but it's, no, it's honest. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just so happy now that I'm out of it. Like, you know, it's, I feel like a, re a recovering addict, which I am also, but I'm addicted to suicide. I can't quit. <laughs> okay. So real quick, um, just as like a, a pin reference, I do think that uh, we sh you should probably put a trigger warning on this episode for suicide. And yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah. Because this is, uh, but I also think that this is important to talk about in terms of, I think that it is hard to recognize uh, that kind of stuff when people are, people, you know, they, you talk about people who've experienced who are this first of all i completely agree with you i think it is incredibly selfish 
And also I think it seems when you're at that point, not only does it seem like the only option, it actually seems like even if there were other options, that one is the, seems the most, um, it seems like you get the most mileage almost the most permanent <laughs> the most. yeah it, well yeah. It, it, it seems like it really handles a lot of problems at the same time almost right, right? right. because it's it handles all of them theoretically yeah. especially with actually, overwhelm is your you know is one of your but it doesn't issues. handle anything no it doesn't it creates it 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 is you saying to yourself and I don't want to put the work in anymore. And instead of, you know, turn it, and I'm not saying that I don't understand where the feelings, oh, I yeah, actually had this, this conversation with my, my therapist who was like, and what were your thoughts? Cause we were talking about, what I was like, and I started having thoughts about, you know, when I was uh, drinking or whatever, she's like, and what were those thoughts? And I started laughing and I was just <laughs> like, this is going to be weird. You're never going to, and I was, it was very like, um, I yeah. was like embarrassed almost to Same. say it out loud. I was yes. like, I'm like, oh, it's so gauche. Like, I don't oh, want to yeah. tell. Um, but I am, I'm like, I am embarrassed. But like at the at that time, it, I thought about it all the time. I thought about it as being like, not a, and not even just that it was easy or, not, but I was like, sure that no one would care. Yes. I was Same. sure that it would be. I was like, really? You really think? And I just said people... same, but I disagree. But go ahead. I mean, but well, I didn't feel that way. I don't disagree with your feelings. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think more along the lines of like that people would initially, but I was like, they would get the, it wouldn't last forever. Like, no, the, oh, the realistic right. thing is like, I would die, people would be sad, and then everyone would be better for it after you know not necessarily right away but i was like you know yeah just like like a like a like planting a little seed or whatever uh but i i i literally had such backwards thinking about it where i was like i'm doing i would be doing myself and others a favor which is why like martyr situation yeah 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 like oh i'm such a mess that let me remove myself from your from existence to it's like the ultimate martyrdom ultimate people pleaser being like i have all of these problems let me go ahead and just completely destroy everything so that you don't have to deal with it anymore yes. being like it's very dark very hard um but i know that those feelings all too well too that the idea of removing yourself slowly sort of like backpedaling and how you know, when you were going through feelings of addiction and everything, how they can be like, am I getting better or worse? Right. I don't know if this is how it was for you during, I don't want to make any assumptions like your last year of drinking, but the last yeah. year in which I was drinking, I, I was so confused, deeply confused all the time. Yeah. And I don't even think I realized how much, but it was just like, everything was performing you know if somebody was yeah. around I was performing and then when I was alone I was like I don't know how I feel about a single thing in my life I don't know how to feel anymore without and, and so I just drank and just then I don't have to feel anything but honestly you know and this 
uh, I'm not saying there's like a, a real silver lining of any of this, but I finally just hit a wall too, where I was like, oh, well, if I want to die, if that's what this is, you know, if I'm just going to be, if I'm a laid out on the table for myself, mm-hmm. then what am I afraid to do? Not mm-hmm. a fucking thing. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's because it's always on the table, which, which sounds awful, but it's always an option. It's easy to die. Like, you know, that's, we tr- we're, we're working every day. Every single one of us are working every day to keep that from happening. Completely. It's, it's almost like, uh, yeah, you can pick up a fork and eat the pie yourself, but also someone can throw the pie in your face. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying one thing is... <laughs> I don't know why I chose that, but the the, the eating of the pie. Suicide analogy. The pie. No, 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 no. The eating the pie is the suicide, and the pie in the throne in your face is the you getting hit by a car crossing the street. You know what I mean? Yes, this is great. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I want that to be on my tombstone. I want to just say pie on her face. I don't know. Uh, also, I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated. Anyway, I'll do it myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll do it myself. No, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, see, I knew I it. I was like, God, I'm going to have to make a lot of horrible, horrible jokes, Emma, today just to ease the tension. I will I'm say, nervous. just in case we have new listeners who don't know how we deal with this kind of stuff here, uh, it is, we do kind of balance I wouldn't say balance at, at all, actually. I will say swing wildly from tree to tree of um, yeah. emotional vulnerability and um, insane inappropriateness. Um, right. It's so we've dealt with our trauma, I think, throughout our entire lives. We've had but to- I will say if you feel like the vine's going to snap, I get it. Like, we're... we're uh, we're it it is a these are difficult conversations to have and this is the way that we uh i think maneuver them in a way that feels safe to us um and you know i I think it's it's like it's a comedy thing it's pretty natural i mean we you literally just pitched a a joke to me earlier and you were like i think i told you that joke oh no wait i told you the story about that joke and it was sad when i told you the story and i was like yeah, and I literally just had like the conversation with my therapist who was like, I think comedians are very depressed people. And I was like, You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a revelation. Wow, this has been worth my time and money. Um okay, so I hate to do this, but I think we need to take a break and then we'll we'll jump back in. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Great. And we're back. Welcome back friends welcome, welcome back, back. welcome back my friends who i haven't screwed up yeah. if you're here I hope you guys that don't mind using the f word on you there kind of a big yeah word. i'm dropping the f bomb friendship Woo-hoo! yeah <laughs> nice so i guess to wrap up the story a little bit uh having said all of this um if she is listening if you are listening i love you very much i love your entire family i wouldn't trade any of our memories that we've had together having said that i'm not ready to rekindle the relationship <laughs> that is fair out there too um but, you know still don't contact me because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not ready for that i don't know if i could process yeah. it with you yet um that's very, I mean, that's so valid though. I feel like that's a completely, uh, 
right way. I would be. I, yeah. I want to be ready for X, Y, and Z, but I know now that I'm not ready. And by trying to jump the gun, it would just be causing drama. And I just yeah. have no, I have no desire for drama in my life unless it is hilarious, <laughs> guaranteed hilarious, right? And I just yeah. don't be that funny. So, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see. Mm, and no judgment in brainstorming, but yeah, right. I don't, I'm gonna pass it. Tears. <laughs> <laughs> my laugh to tear ratio has got to be pretty high um yeah as a town crier yeah um <laughs> i yeah i i i love i love that we both ended our conversations in similar ways where we're like if you're listening i love you and i miss you and i was like and i would love to <laughs> rekindle yeah, and you were like you again. please don't <laughs> talk to me at all yeah i love you from very far 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 I think that that is, um, I mean, it makes sense if you're, if you, you know, you're feeling, if you feel that strongly about it, then it's right. It's just how I feel, you know? Yeah, same. And I'm not interested in lying to myself anymore. I'm not interested in telling myself, no. interested in shooting all over myself and telling myself what I should and shouldn't do. Isn't that what they call it? Should. Shooting all <laughs> over wanna, yourself. I don't want to shoot the bed. Or telling, or telling yourself, I must do this and I must do that. They call it masturbating. <laughs> but I'd much rather masturbate than shit all over myself. That is amazing. I've never heard that before. Never? Ah, I'm so happy I didn't make it up. But, and I have no credit to give. <laughs> Shooting and must, what's the, there's like another one that we say, I feel like a lot. I think so too, no, yes, maybe yes. Maybe it just should. I just, uh. I kind of don't like saying I want to do stuff either. Is that okay? You'd be doing it if you wanted to that much? Completely. I'm just like, yeah. stop, stop saying that. Like I, I heard someone the other day talk about, yes. they were talking about um, not reading. I feel like people say this shit all the time where they're like, yes. oh, I really want to be reading more. No, you don't. No, we, no, you don't. No, you don't. You I can. love books, but I don't want to fucking be reading. I'm a librarian and I love books and I don't want to read. Just it's too much work. All of the things that we have, all of the things that we have that we've developed. that are not books. Yeah. And Better. you go out of your way to say that you want to what did you say? Porn? <laughs> they're better but that's not what oh. i meant i love books <laughs> i love books i thought you were suggesting no no i'm not saying i'm not saying that they're better i'm just saying that like in terms of the brain getting the dopamine hit that it needs your brain will get it faster from virtually anything else that it will will it be better no books are amazing like, right and it's that whole thing of like the serious difficult conversations with friends or relationships if they're not gonna feel that good but they're no. going to potentially make you a better person. Like, like reading a book, for, which I listen to audiobooks. I don't want to say I don't consume books. I feel like I'm yes. a librarian. I might lose my licensure, but. <laughs> you think they're going to come for you? Yes. The ALA has my number. Uh-oh. My, my Dewey Decimal number. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's Dewey. Mm, it's Dewey. I'm spotting. Ooh, check where out. I get the decimal from. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's a whole system. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, I the I just the yeah, saying that you want to do something. I love the uh, I is maybe I'd like to better. Even that feels kind of 
Because yeah, if you like what, to do it, then what is the motivation behind it? I'm just curious. Like, do you do you want to say it less yourself? Do you want to hear other people saying it less? And for why? Like, do you feel like it's keeping people from actually doing what they want to do when they say I want to do X, Y, and Z, or keeping them from enjoying what they're already doing? Well, I think that it, it immediately adds some like guilt to it too, or almost like um, like obligation. You want, you want it, but you can't. It's implying that you can't do it for some reason too it's like oh i really want to be doing this thing and it's like no you don't and that's fine you're just like upsetting yourself into thinking that you're not doing what you i i think one of the biggest you can want to want something more or like be like uh and that's why i i i I don't know how to phrase it in a way that feels because i it's to say you want to want to do something all the time is like that sounds exhausting. I don't know. Yeah, but we do want to want to do a lot of things as human beings. I feel like that is an yeah. interesting point. And I think we, so, and I think that's a lot of what we say. I mean, I wonder, yeah. this might be getting away from your point, but it might be on it. But I think a lot of what we say we want to do is incongruent with what we actually are doing or want to do. Yes. Well, that's other. what, yes, that's what I mean. So it's sort of like, um, it, uh, I think that if you want to commit to doing something, I think you should just say, I will. Yes. And then if you don't, who cares? Right. That's fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. Cause that's how you start the drama triangle all over again. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, every, everything else feels so passive. And I feel like if you say things really actively to yourself, you have a higher success ratio and also then if you do it then you'll know whether or not you want to really or not if you go i will do this one thing and then you do it and then you're just like maybe i won't do that thing again you know what's really interesting too about the comparison between relationships and like what you're (laughs) talking what you're talking about as far as like doing things that we might enjoy or want to do or want to Uh i think it's interesting that personally i'm just gonna use a very personal example because this isn't gonna sound super nice but it's i feel like it's super prevalent but where it's the same instance that you're talking about you want to want something or you want to do something Mm -hmm. um, and it might involve a friend it might involve another person and how much Mm -hmm. easier is it to be like i didn't get to do that thing i wanted because of this other person Oh, of course. When we are by ourselves and we do that to ourselves all the time. I tell myself, I want a hula hoop. I want to roller skate. I want to like go swimming. And what do I do? There's a diner dash game on my phone. (laughs) That's what I did. That's what I do. Because the dopamine hit is immediately. I don't have to put on, you know, I don't have to put on shin guards. I don't have to go outside. I can just pick up my phone and the easier thing gives me the feeling that I want to have, but I'm not getting any better at the skill that I want to do. I'm not actually, so I can say I want to do these things, but what I'm doing is playing diner dash. Yeah. I think there's just like a basic, there's nothing wrong with doing that either. It's just like be realistic about what it is actually want yeah it's like the same thing as if you're gonna sit down and you know make a budget for your life or whatever you're not gonna you you make like uh, you know let's say like three thousand a month or whatever you're not gonna be like okay so i have ten thousand dollars to spend now how am i gonna spend it first i'm gonna give a grand to charity it's like what are you talking about you're you're basing 
complete nothing a, in reality. I love that analogy so much because that is how I use my time. I, they say, yeah. you know, to that to do three creative tasks or, and, you know, not even to do, but like, don't push yourself so far. And when you're list making and goal making, and I do that, yeah. I'm, I'm very much where I'm going to write down 50 goals. And if I accomplish yes. 10 of them, then I'm a piece of shit. If I accomplish 25 of them, then I'm a piece of shit. But it's like, if I were to just write down three goals and do those or three goals, one. Yeah. one goal and accomplish that one yeah. goal. Not if I didn't write down anything, if I didn't accomplish anything, it still doesn't make me a piece of shit. That's the interesting thing about all of this. Too, completely. Is that like, completely. even with, it's not what we do, you know, it's like, we don't need to put that kind of value on these things that are so superficial. Um, wow. I think it's interesting though, having like talking about this because it's great. It's great awareness as far as like, now that I'm saying this stuff out loud, I'm like, I do want to roller skate and I want to get better at roller skating. And it would yeah. take like an extra five or 10 minutes of effort or maybe an extra 30 minutes of maybe an hour. But it's like, say there's these three things that I want to do. And mm -hmm. one I'm doing all the time because it's easy. Mm -hmm. And the other two, I'm not doing at all. That's not very even. I'd rather be doing each of them, you know, a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or even just reintroducing. I think the biggest thing for me that has been like, that uh, has been great for changing habits that feel good when they're done, but feel bad to do. Cause that's like a lot of things, right. Is like now that my, my brain has gotten to the, point where it's like it knows what it feels comfortable with on a day-to-day -day basis deviating from that is really hard for my mind to sort of like wrap itself around yes so it's sort of like you have to kind of put yourself in your head as like the parent figure and be like this will be good for you please trust me you will have fun you will enjoy it um, for me, a lot of times it can be anxiety related too, but uh, then I've just been putting myself sort of in the the realm of when I was like eight and I went to SeaWorld and, and to um, uh, Universal Studios and stuff. And I was afraid to go on every single ride. And then every single ride I would come off and I'd be like, I want to go again. I want to go again. I want to go again. You know, it's, it's like, it's sort of like that where you have to yes. like put go inside yourself, find the strength to do it and, rem and remind yourself, how do you think you're going to feel once you're done? Go for that feeling, not the feeling right now, but chase the goal, you know, the, yes. the feeling the goal is achieved. Yes. And absolutely. And if you don't have that feeling at the end of it, it's okay to deviate too. I mean, maybe you're not going to feel yeah. amazing after every single, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. But having said that too, it's okay. Like in really, like in friendships, you know, it's okay to be like, this doesn't feel good. So I'm going to do something else like, or thank you for that, uh, for that wonderful spin. Cause I was just thinking in my head, I was just like, we have not talked about friendships for 10 minutes. No, it's just like friendships. You see? Yes. And actually, I think, um, and okay. Bringing it back down to a darker moment, just for a minute, just to put one last, um, comment about the, um, about the old soon, huh? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I make it so much worse when I just laugh afterward, but I'm obviously, I'm obviously the kind of person that, that laughs when things are awkward, 100 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Especially so, when you make them awkward on purpose and then yes, laugh. Yes, because the little yeah, yeah. shoulder, my little shoulder devil is like, you did it. 
and it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> just a very like Kristen Wig doing like a 1920s, like the old suicide. Oh. <laughs> You're not gonna make me sing. <laughs> oh my god, I just watched that sketch. <laughs> me too. <laughs> The I fucking just watch Liza Minnelli, Liza Minnelli uh, turns on a lamp. Also, if you have not seen that one, what if I do the old Fosse neck? Will it turn off then? Yes. Just look I mean, up Kristen Wiig best moments on SNL and you'll know why yeah. I'm at the second city right now. Just that's yep. my inspiration. Just beauty yep. and just grace. Oh, I love her so much. Anyway. And she's um, got a crazy old face. <laughs> a bunch of them, just like me. I love a bunch it. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but I think what scared me about uh, when we talked about when we talked about opening up to other people potentially about having suicidal ideations, which is so incredibly hard. Um, yeah. Then uh, I think what I was afraid of is is my own reaction more than anything. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I felt Although- like- if I said it out loud, then it would speed things up. If that made sense, like it would make things more real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will completely, completely, completely. Well, also, like I have spent a lot of my life of people telling me that, like my valid emotions are over dramatic and um, yes. <laughs> not, sons of bitches. <laughs> not valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so a lot of the times I feel like if I say this, people will roll their eyes and leave. Like, I feel that way a lot of times about wanting to open up emotionally to people and be like, they will hate it. Right. Fuck those they people. Will, that, they will make fun of me. Know? Because I'm not even going to sit here and, and try to tell you that everyone's going to react to your emotions well, because that's not true either. No, of course not. Of course not. And it's just unfortunate that, like, there is a percentage of people that still strongly believe that men, you know, shouldn't be expressing emotions other than anger. Well, to be fair, you know, a lot of that, I mean, I don't really care that much about, I, I, what I think, what it ends up being is like, it's a very, um, like visceral feeling from when I was younger to being like, I was, I was a, I was a very cry, cry kid. And, um, me too, but I bet, you know, different, you know, us being different genders in this society. I treated very differently yeah yeah i mean, honestly that might be why i it hit me really hard i've actually been thinking about this a lot late, lately because it hit me really hard i was watching this tattoo show <laughs> where they get rid of i promise i'll get there there's a, a, british, a british tattoo show where they remove bad tattoos and some guy had a tattoo of his that was like a nickname for his daughter and it wasn't even really that bad it just said chicken lips and it had like hearts and he's like i i nickname her chicken lips because when she came out she had like a weird like lip thing so i called her chicken lips and i was just like okay that's not really that bad and then they were like why do you want it removed and he was like because it's on well, my everyone... penis no. <laughs> ah, oh my god that would have been incredible yeah because it's the it's on the inside of my anus the <laughs> chicken lips are on the outside um that's where chicken lips belong right on the outside of your <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the CDC says no, 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 no. You can't get close to chickens. Um, did you know they said that? No. I think that's like a real thing. Are you sure that's I mean, what they meant? I, I mean, I get mixed signals from chickens all the time. My mom used to say that the same thing. She says, Emma, stay away from that car. 
<laughs> she said, there's a fox in the hen house. And then they'd be like, no, that's my daughter. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't laying no eggs. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, ain't laying no, I ain't laying no eggs. That'd be such a weird thing to hear someone come out of the hen house and they're just like, I ain't laying no eggs. And they'd be like, who never thought you were? Let me give you a hint. <laughs> Tell you right now what I wasn't doing. <laughs> I, I want to land no eggs if you know what I mean. A wink, wink, and then you don't wink. <laughs> don't wink. Okay, anyway, so um so anyway they, he's getting the tattoo removed i think one of the other reasons that i was bummed out about this guy is because i thought it was kind of a cute idea for a tattoo and um then they were like asking him, they're like why don't you want it anymore and he's like well i always have to explain it and everybody laughs at me and i was like that's a uh, bad why i get tattoos <laughs> yeah well also like if it's commemorating the birth of your daughter and that was like her first nickname why do you care if people think that that's, I don't know. Anyway. Right, and then, they can be um, laughing because they think it's cute or laughing because they're uncomfortable because it's, you're showing them your inside of Uranus. Literally, <laughs> Wait, where oh, was that's... the tattoo again? Because now I, that's all I'm picking. <laughs> okay, it's on this side of the head. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, they all get mad because my prolapse anus is hanging out at the beach. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How can they say it if I keep it lapsed? Is that, if you look close, there's a tattoo up there. Um, yeah, no, slaps. <laughs> yeah, both slaps. Yeah, they, uh, so the crazy thing is that in order to still get something that commemorated his daughter, he just got a tiger to cover it up. <laughs> so great, <laughs> but like it's not her name, it's a tiger. Oh. He literally said nothing in reference to her being a tiger. He's just like, I just like something better to, to commemorate the birth of my daughter. And then they're like, how about a tiger? And he goes, perfect. <laughs> so what? great. Oh. The, the chicken lips tattoo was per, anyway, I have a point. The chicken lips tattoo, I'm still mad at that guy. He should have kept it one, that one. I think that's a lot more personal um, and funny to me, honestly, frankly. But they were asking him, they were like, do you have any other children? And he's like, uh, yeah, I've got two boys and a girl. Uh, he's like, do you have any nicknames for the for the other? I'm going to stop doing a British accent. Please, honestly, no, don't stop. It's rough. It's rough. I'm loving I it. I heard that as, as you saying that with commas. I heard that as, please, no, don't stop. <laughs> I want it. Because I was actually just in my head, I was like, when I hear a British person do an American accent, I yeah. am all of a clever. I love it. <laughs> it makes me happy. I don't know, but so I'm just I, uh, doing it. I have I've been doing a Russian accent all weekend too, so I feel yes. like I my my mouth is confused. Well, when isn't it? Hello, it's a good weekend <laughs> if my mouth is confused. Um, so anyway, he his his one of his sons was just like named Champ or whatever. I'm like, whoa, what a cool nickname. And the other one they nicknamed him Cryley. Oh, because no. his name is Riley and he cries all the oh time. My God. His what father nicknamed him Cryley. That's like nicknaming your son Bruzy because it's like, <laughs> he's always getting all these bruises. I keep like, hitting you're him. a bad parent. <laughs> I literally said, I looked at Will and I said, that's just, he, he, he schoolyard bullied his own child with wow. that Wow, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot, I'm thinking a lot about the uh, me being like a 
more sensitive individual, but somehow to tie a British tattoo show back to what we were talking about before. Um, I do think that being emotionally vulnerable is now finally starting to become more of like an acceptable thing. People talking about their thoughts and their mental health and their emotions is a lot, people are becoming a lot more receptive to it than right. they were even a few years ago when we felt like it was more important to hold things close to the chest and to deal with it yourself. I will also say something that I think is important because you had said the phrase, it's really difficult to talk about this kind of stuff to other people. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. And then I realized that you and I are not just talking to each other and that this is a podcast. <laughs> and, that, and then I was like, oh, it's not that hard at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it is. That's the thing is now I'm like, oh, now I'm going to dread the release a little bit. Uh, but that's, I mean, honestly, I was, I'm used to that feeling because I was, I was nervous about releasing last week's too. So, you know. Oh, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I Doesn't it mean it's not important, you know. In fact, sometimes it means it's more important if you're like, you know. Right. About it. I feel the same way. And honestly, it's so incredibly refreshing to have these conversations with you on a regular basis um, that are vulnerable like this. And I, I want other people to be able to grow and enjoy conversations with this with their loved ones too. And like, yeah, I saw representation of this growing up or in the last yeah. 10 years, even like of, uh, of a lot of people that I knew, you know, being vulnerable with each other. And honestly, podcasts like Armchair Expert which is hosted mm -hmm. by Dax Shepard, who is like historically, famously, the dumb, white, straight, tall, you know, goof. Mm -hmm. And I've like listened to his podcast for the last few years, Armchair Expert with Monica Padman, and watched him develop, become vulnerable, recognize his toxic, toxic masculine traits, recognize mm -hmm. um, his, his addiction issues, his ego problems with me, with Monica, with, uh, with, you know, a million followers, his arm cherries, which I'm one too, like screw crew. Arm cherries. That's what they're called. I love it. That it is smells, like, so cute. I think so too. Uh, and so it's like, that uh, was like kind of my first example of like seeing somebody, yeah. you know, be vulnerable in front of, uh, like a loved one like that. And it's like, if you don't have a, a relationship with the, like, right now which some of us are lucky to i'm so incredibly fortunate to have a friendship like this with you but mm -hmm. i didn't used to and i do, and i would i don't have it in a lot of other places and i i'm i really would want our listeners to to strive for openness and vulnerability with themselves with their relationships yes I, I, I hope that we're given a good example of this because it's it's really enjoyable it's really beautiful and it, i feel like it educates me about myself about how I interact with the world, being able to yeah. discuss it so openly. That is so fucking well said. And not only that, but it also is essentially just like, yeah, you lick that air. I did a little tongue <laughs> dance because we're yeah, on Zoom. You can see me up top. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> implying that you were dancing in other places as well. <laughs> um, yes. it's like, that's, that's the dance you could see. Um, I, <laughs> I think that... Um, it almost sort of like puts a, a huge, like dumps a big bucket of water on what I was talking about earlier too, in terms of me saying like, it's difficult to be vulnerable or, or open up to people, but people are becoming more comfortable with it. And then for you to say that like, 
this is actually what people need. It's like sort of my brain is telling me sort of two things at once, which is that like, this is bad and you shouldn't tell anyone about it. And also this is incredible. And I, I want to, because the, the reality is that like, I'm thinking that this will be difficult and that people it will turn people off or whatever. But the, if I listen to a podcast that talks about what we're talking about, I feel fed and nourished by hearing two people be able to talk about, you know, I mean, I think maybe we're maybe smelling our own farts a little bit too here right now, but I can't help it. It smells like grapes. Absolutely. Yeah, I, and if I don't even talk about our podcast right now and just talk about the few podcasts that have made me, that have given me the feelings that I would even hope in a fraction of a way that I could give our listeners. Yeah, so yeah, 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 I'm yeah. I'm being completely genuine. Like I feel related to, I feel seen, yes. I feel comforted and hopeful. Yeah, so much hope by these conversations that I hear on other podcasts. It's a, it's a new medium, but, and you know, it's been out for what, 10 years or something now, five, 10 years, but yeah. it's, I think it's really powerful. And I think it's mm -hmm. exciting that we have, we have a new platform for sharing like this. I think it's awesome. Yeah. My point is that relationships are very nuanced and uh, yes. that they should not be superficial. Um, and that I hope that all of you screw crew uh, have enjoyed this and can develop strong friendships. And I think that the most uh, salient way of, of expressing uh, your enjoyment of another person is to uh, like and subscribe and share their podcast. So if you have any friends <clears throat> that have, that might have a podcast that you like, you can just- Or how about this? I love that. If you have friends that you think would feel uh, that you could build a connection with, you should sit down and listen to this podcast together. Yes. And then consider this like a chain letter from the 90s. Yes. Yeah. If you don't send it to 10 people before midnight. Because <laughs> if you had friends, you would send in this podcast. Ooh, that, that one felt really bad. <laughs> I did not like that joke at all. <laughs> It was very impressive. You unpopular bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have at least one. Um, Our moms. Each other. Our, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> well, I was going to say we have at least one, each other. And then we have uh, at least two moms. And then at least three, whoever you are listening right now. If you really want to be... Uh, a friend if we have a friend in you or if you would like a friend in you um that's weird you should go into our youtube channel uh check us out there and screw up the podcast uh we do have full episodes available if you'd like to listen there we also have behind the scenes footage um so please uh, we would love to see some subscribers there uh check out our instagram or our twitter pages and also as always we welcome uh, Gmail, uh, yes. you know, script the podcast at gmail.com. Good you relationships have... are all about communication. We need, we need to hear from you. We need that communication. Get, get it flowing. You know, and also we're not experts, but I would love, I don't, I'm springing this on you a little bit, but I would love if people had screw ups, if they were in the midst of a screw up, maybe if you ever wanted to message us and if you thought maybe you needed like a little bit of guidance, 
you know, or we could give our opinion on the situation and maybe, you know, try and help out a little bit. We're not, uh, you know, at all equipped necessarily, and nor should, can you blame us or thank us for whatever outcome may happen. But I feel like every podcaster does this and um, they get away with it. So why don't we do it? That's right. Because historically we have terrible luck and we won't get away with it. No, I'm just kidding. No, please do. Please do. I would love to give advice. Solicited? Yes. Solicited advice? Oh, I would love that. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm constantly giving unsolicited advice. Yeah. Right. Knocking on people's doors and just Imagine be like. Imagine how might it, it might be good. Imagine that it could be <laughs> all right. Yeah, I love to just go around in my apartment complex and knock on doors and go, dump his ass. I think that's going to be it for us. Emma, if people want to listen to the podcast, I know where they can listen. Why don't you tell them? Um, we did this backwards, but that's fine. Spotify, go Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, mm. Breaker, Radio, something. Those are good ones. You can stop at, <laughs> we talk about this every time. Say like the big five. It's, big it's like I, I said, uh, oh, what are some states? And you go, Alabama, Arkansas, Alaska. And then- North New York. North New Jersey. <laughs> yes. yes. That is actually goodbye. <laughs>